Hello, you're listening to episode 7 of The Sandler Files. Today, me and my co-host Jeremy Conte watched Joe Dirt and Joe Dirt 2, David Spade's masterpieces. Why do you sound so angry? Because I'm pissed. This is me. This is how I win. We, we're, we're recording! Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a mess! It's like Joe Dirt 2! <laughs> Have fun editing this. Will do. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to The Sandler Files. This is episode 7. I'm Jeremy Conte. And I'm Max Dreesen. Max, uh, over the past two days, we have been catching up on the franchise that everyone has been talking about uh, post-quarantine. Mm-hmm. Joe Dirt, starring David Spade. Also, that's right. That's right, Jeremy. Also, this is our rain episode of the podcast. We're, we're trying a new ASMR thing. Uh, yeah, that's so right. It's definitely not raining. It's not outside. just because it's raining in the only that's place on we can record. This is on purpose. Yeah, it's called aesthetic. It's probably nice, actually. It might be calming, but our voices probably ruin it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just talk about Joe Dirt. Okay, we we watched Joe Dirt one and two. Joe Dirt one came out in like two thousand one or something, and Joe Dirt two came out in twenty fifteen. <laughs> on Crackle. On, it's a Crackle <laughs> original. You haven't heard of Crackle. I've never heard of a Crackle original before. Crackle is Sony's free streaming service. I didn't know it was with Sony's. ads, like oh. it's ad supported. It's pretty cool, like because it's free. But yeah, their originals are. N- well, I mean, they could be good. Maybe Joe we, Dirt. We don't know. Is good. You're gonna have to wait until the review of Joe Dirt Two. Do we have the review music still? When we jump into the actual, we do. Let's play it. Play it. I'm gonna fly. Mountain to feet. I'm gonna okay. go mountain high. Max, the bit's done. The bit's. I can okay. see everything. <laughs> We've lost our minds. Let's talk about Joe Dirt One. Joe Dirt One. Let's say this. Yeah. It was. Better than I was expecting. Joder 1 ain't bad. I didn't mind it. I can understand. I can see why someone would be like, yeah, I'd want to watch another of those. It's very interesting. I wouldn't recommend it, per se, but sitting through it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed what was happening. If it's 2 a.m. and you're at someone's house and you're all eating food and you don't want to pay attention to a movie, really, and you want to put something on, go for Joe Dirt. It's it's pretty interesting and weird. Yeah. I I, I don't want to say it's good because it's not funny. I didn't really laugh. No. But it... It, it has really quick pacing. Like, it doesn't yeah. dwell on anything too long. And Joder's a likable guy in this Exactly. Well. He's, a, he's a good character for it to be focused around. So the premise is uh, you follow this guy named Joe Dirt who tries to call himself Joe Dirte because people make fun of his, his name because his last name is Literal Dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically he's down on his luck constantly. He's living in L.A. Everyone... Okay, the door just opened. Why does it only do this when we record? I'm putting the beanbag in front of him. Cool, you put the beanbag on the dirt. Problem solved. The Joe Dirt. The Joe Dirt. <laughs> okay, so everyone, he's uh, he's really, you can cut parts of that, please. Okay, okay. So he's he's working as a janitor yeah, he's at very a radio down station on his in LA. Yes. Everyone hates him. Yeah. And yes, he's at a radio station. And so this guy is like, look at this loser. Let, this is like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look at this loser. Let me invite him. Let, let's just put him on the air and yeah. see what happens. It was, it was like this, I don't know the actor's name. I think he's a well-known guy. He's he's playing like this Howard Sternish radio host guy. Yeah. Who brings him on the radio just to make fun of him. And so that's our framing device for the story where he tells his life story through this radio show and he comes back day after day and people get more invested in it. Yeah. Uh, Which is interesting. That's, that's better than just telling premise. the story. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. And 
it was cool to see like that is growth for him that everyone's making fun of him and like this guy's an idiot he's such a uh, white trash loser and then people kind of get invested in his story and he becomes kind of this like folk hero yeah right i, I didn't mind that like i thought it was kind of cool yeah. it's, I, it's a well-made film it's like a movie yeah it's very forrest gump but like it kind of knows that and it's not it's not necessarily a problem it's it's interesting to watch this character uh like i said it's not funny but you do you said it well where you you kind of root for joe dirt in a weird way that i wasn't expecting yeah yeah well they really make him the underdog david spade plays him a hundred percent like sympathetic and, and straight like there's no i don't know it didn't feel like he was kind of like winking at the audience like look how dumb this guy is yeah it seemed like he was actually playing a character yeah so i can appreciate elements of the movie um it's at its core probably like a lot of these comedies it's it's a kind of a love story it's the guy gets the girl yeah it's kind of the point um but there's some interesting growth along the way part of his journey in the whole movie is he's trying to find his parents yeah that's that's essentially it. his parents his abandoned quest. him when he was eight years old at the grand canyon yeah and his whole life he's like i want to find out who my parents are and near the end he finds them yeah and they're not what he had hoped They're and jerks. i and it's it's like you know there's a lot of it, it wasn't too bad i thought there's yeah. a lot of cool little little twists like that it didn't get it had an actual story that was that well was, <laughs> that's the best we can ask for and it managed to do that story while having like kind of the, like you've said before in these adam sandler movies like just like bits like it, yeah. it, it did that hard thing that not all these movies can do where it tied them together yeah very yeah well. exactly that's yeah. that's a good way to put it like it managed to do that well actually yeah so joe dirt has 10 percent on rotten tomatoes i think that's that's pretty low i i feel it should be like a 50 yeah it's it's good not good it's it's better it's, than it's most fine. of the stuff we've watched <laughs> it's it's a legitimate movie it felt yeah. like a breath of fresh air i'm not gonna lie to you i yeah i went in expecting the worst and i was like this is this is pretty solid uh so yeah joe dirt give it a watch you're probably not gonna or don't give it a watch i don't care but you're if, not gonna if you if David Spade interests you. Go watch it. You're not gonna probably laugh, his best movie. probably. But yeah. you know, if you're with some friends and you're you're wanting to watch a dumb movie, it'll it'll be kind of entertaining, I guess. It's something to put on. Yeah. What would you rate Joe Dirt one out of out of ten on the Spade scale? Are we doing a? How many scales do we need? <laughs> you need one for each actor. Okay, on the Spade scale, or just as a movie, you could do that too. Nine on the Spade scale. Okay. As a movie, five out of ten. Okay, I'd yeah. give it, and it's a nothing on the Sandler, because he's, like, not, there's nothing. Yeah, he doesn't really. appear in it. It's I'd, Happy Madison produced. Yeah. I'd give it a nine on the Spade scale as well. I think I'd give it a six on the, uh... Okay. On okay. the overall movie scale. And, uh, Christopher Walken's in it, and he, oh, yeah, I love right. his, I love his performance. It's the best part. He's the best part of this movie, easily. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun little time. Joe Dirt, pleasantly surprised, don't have much, too much to say about it, but nice little, nice little sandlery package with david spade as the leading man that's right what about uh what about what about joe, joe dirt 2 what's the tagline for that one it's called joe dirt 2 beautiful loser yeah well if you like joe dirt <laughs> this is not the movie for you yeah if you liked anything about joe dirt maybe don't watch this or if you know if you like movies or feeling sane yeah uh maybe don't watch joe dirt 2 because it it sucked i'm sorry this is the I don't understand what we just watched. Like, How we watched this one today, by the way. We watched Joe. Yeah, Dirt we just yesterday. finished watching this. How long was it? Do you remember? Like, hour forty six minutes. I felt like I was sitting on that couch for four hours. <laughs> it felt like days. Yeah. I know we took a break at one point because yeah. we couldn't take it. 
I just remember the first time we checked the <laughs> how far into the movie we were. It was like 20 minutes in, and there was like still over an hour left. I thought we had oh. easily watched an hour. I thought an it was almost over at that, that point. point. Yeah. It's exhausting. Okay, so Joe Dirt 2. Yeah, hit us with the plot. It begins with the radio host from the first movie. He's hanging out with two other guys. Outside a gas station in the middle of nowhere for yeah, no reason. Yeah, and they're just telling jokes, and then he starts going, oh, well, here's another story about Joe Dirt. And then... Then it goes into another framing uh, for the story. Yeah, where Joe Dirt <laughs> is on a bench. This time they're like, yeah, we're Forrest Gump. They're shameless about yeah. it. Yeah. He's on a bench, and he's like... He talks to a stranger, and he's like, hey, you want to hear what happened to me after my first story that got famous? So it's like, he... They we introduce have... a new story, which then fades into another introduction to another a new, new story. story. Which is a framing device for the whole story, and then every once in a while you cut back to the radio host. Rare, you, but you rarely it's cut so back rare. to the radio host. <laughs> a lot of the times you cut back to the bench. You very rarely, yeah, which yeah. I don't even under. Wait, was the bench real? Where does the bench fit into the timeline? No, the think bench about, is real. Because think the, about it for a second. Because, because no, because then the movie catches up with the bench, and then when uh, the Joe Swanson angel approaches him when he finds out he's an angel that's after the bench remember the lady her bus arrives oh yeah yeah so the bench was in the 70s by the way okay let's let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the plot of this a little bit no the bench wasn't in the 70s the bench was like modern well, was he already caught up i can't follow the timeline of this movie i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> it's crazy because here's what happens oh right yeah they don't even know there's time travel yeah so <laughs> that sounds like a joke <laughs> uh so it starts off after the end of the first one Mm-hmm. Once we once we get our two framing devices, Joe narrates his story. Yes, it starts off at the end of the fir- at the end of the first one. He's married his love interest from the first one, Brandy, and they have three kids in one of the longest birthing scenes ever. Which is when for me it hit that this was going to be truly terrible. Yeah, when it just kept going on. It was like a seven minute scene. That's what most scenes are in this. Yeah, it's just like a seven to eight minute dialogue between two characters. And it's just shot, reverse shot. There's nothing yeah. interesting to look at. It's no. just... Yeah, so uh, he marries Brandy. They have three kids. Everything's going okay. And then we get our inciting incident in this movie, which is some brilliant Shakespearean, Martin Scorsese-level dramatic writing. Joe gets a job as a lumberjack, and everyone on the lumberjack rig does not like him. So they fart on him. They fart on him for, like, five straight minutes. And I don't mean five straight minutes in the world of the movie i mean five straight minutes of viewer time <laughs> your eyes closed that because i'm repicturing it <laughs> it, it was yeah. like in, in in universe it was like 30 minutes so i guess they did skip a little bit of yeah. it for us but it's so long it's and like, then is this going anywhere it's just they just keep one other guy keeps coming up and going oh wait for this one <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And he's like oh that smells terrible oh i got one ready it's, oh, did you eat sauerkraut for dinner last night? <laughs> it's that for so long, and it's so unfunny. It's not good. And then his kids and wife are there. Out and he of feels nowhere. he feels like he's less of a man because they yeah. see this happen to him. Like my kids saw me getting farted on. <laughs> and so, so then a storm hits town, and he feels like he's not a man. And one of his kids left their tiara at their RV that they live in, or their trailer. And so he drives back in the middle of the storm to the RV to get her tiara to prove that he's a man and he gets caught in the storm and then you get some wizard of oz stuff going on where the the trailer lands on a bike gang leader yeah it gets caught up him. in a twister and then yeah it lands and it's like on... the wicked witch of the west or east or whichever one it was yeah 
his feet are sticking out. And then the biker gang is like, oh, you're our new leader. Because you got the boots. Yeah, so you tell us what to do now. Yeah. So they go into a bar, and David Spade gives them all nicknames. And says he wants them to do charity work. And he finds out it's 1965 <laughs> instead of 2015, yeah. which is where he's from. And he's like, that's the year I was born. Uh, so yeah, that's when the time travel element gets introduced to this movie. And he basically... Throughout the movie, he he works his way forward through time, I think, is it? Does yeah, it... he goes through in real time, but doesn't age. Oh, yeah, because it's all a dream in the end anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, yeah, spoilers, he... man. We're not, we're gonna, I don't <laughs> care. He works through it in real time, uh, and, yeah, there's, I don't want to dwell on every element of the plot. Uh, no, let's, there's let's some... go through it super fast, so... Biker gang gets mad at him because he wants them to do good work, so they chase him for the entire movie. Uh, whatever happens next, he tries to meet his... He meets Leonard Skinner. Yeah, he meets <laughs> Leonard Skinner before they're Leonard Skinner. He tries to meet his wife. Um, no, he, he goes to the town where he met his wife. Silvertown. Silvertown, and he's he doesn't realize that his wife... He doesn't understand the concept that he's in 1965 ever at any point. Yeah. He keeps forgetting that he's in the past. He sees so he his meets... wife... His wife's mom with Sugar Ray. <laughs> but he thinks... Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. He thinks that his wife's mom is his wife. And he yeah. gets confused. And then he tells her that he's gonna have the mother of his children one day or something. And then he goes off... He has to run away and he goes off on his own. Um, he At one point, he, he gets on a train somewhere. And then he has a dream where he meets... The Native American guy from the first movie. The fire, the guy who sold fireworks. Yeah. And he sells so, drugs now. It was his friend, um, Kickin' Wing from the first movie, which was a character we didn't talk about. That, in in his dream, that friend sells drugs now. And then there's, there's a really, this moment broke us. Yeah. Uh, he has a retort to one of, um, Kickin' Wing's entourage. Oh my god, yeah. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Thug Life meme from 2012. <laughs> where pixelated glasses would come down from the top frame and thug life would appear under the character in, like, impact font. They do that in this movie. That actually happens. <laughs> for real. In the, in a movie. And there's no reason for it to be there. No, it's not funny. It's, they did that in editing, I guess. Yeah. It, it wasn't planned. That broke me. They literally just did, like, a meme edit halfway through the movie. Yeah. And then somehow he gets stranded on an island for, like, 15 years. And wow, how original they do a castaway joke. Yeah, every, a lot of the jokes. a football that he names. Wilson. Wilson. A lot of the jokes in this movie are just, look at this movie reference. Yeah. So he gets stuck on the island, and then he realizes he was in Florida the whole time, and he was just on a beach somewhere, and he didn't bother looking anywhere. Yeah, he was there for, like, 12 years, and it's the 70s now. Yeah, Leonard Skinner's dead. Um, and then he... Oh, God, what happens? I don't even know how he gets back to the present. Oh, he... Oh, he meets Christopher... Uh, he meets... Uh, he meets Christopher... What's his last name? Walken. Walken. <laughs> okay, Christopher Walken in this movie is the only good part. Yeah. If you can find a cut of this movie that is just Christopher Walken scenes, watch it. So he meets Christopher Walken in the past when he was a mob boss, because that's his character's backstory in the first one. Yeah. And you get some mafioso stuff. It was great. Like, very funny. Very cool. Uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And then he somehow travels forward in time again. I forget how. It's just time passes. Time passes. And he's in. He's near the start of the first movie. But remember, the first movie was all flashbacks. So he's near the start of the first movie's flashbacks. 
which is like the 80s. If you're getting confused on the timeline, I've they they don't even say the years. It's after the seventies. So confusing. Yeah. So he tries. He's like, I need to meet up with her. At the same time, I met up with her the first time. Mm -hmm. Even though I think there would be another version of him that was like, because that's how time travel works. I guess he's not the only. I never. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He he tries to meet his wife. He misses his moment, and Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray. Uh, steals her from him <laughs> yeah which is a shame and then it's like back to the future too where like once he gets to the future it's like biff tananized it's a bad future but it's mark mcgrath well is there anything uh, else can we important even talk that happened? about the plane scene no we can't <laughs> okay i don't want to talk about it it just that is what goes into the bad future there's like a 20 minute bit on a plane where he has some uh toilet trouble and it's not funny. But then also he's at the doctor's before the plane. I thought the doctor's was him waking up from the RV crash. I thought we were finally in reality. And no, then, no. And then I, and then I realized I don't, I I don't was... know why that happens, but he goes to the doctor's, gets some work done, goes on a plane, gets in some toilet trouble. This takes like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then... And then he... Uh, he goes finds to the his bus. wife. No, 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 no. Oh, the bad dude, future comes later. The, you want to talk about the guardian angel? Well, because he then goes to the bus stop. Oh, that's when that that's happens. That's when okay. he meets up with the framing. Oh, okay. And then that's when the uh, the 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 other framing takes over, kind of, but not really, because yeah. David Spade's still narrating the movie past that point. So then he, he meets his guardian angel, who is... Uh, the leader Patrick, of the bike gang. But but he was in disguise when he was the leader of the bike yeah. gang. Uh, and he's, he's a regular man now. He makes some uh, homophobic remarks, which is very cool, very joke. funny, very funny. His entire joke is yeah. just saying that awesome. Joe Dirt is gay. Great. Thanks. That's comedy. It's Patrick Warburton. And th- that's Joe what bothers Swanson. me about this movie. Every joke is like the lowest denominator of like, who's, who thinks this is funny? I, what, did they even write this? I feel like they wrote like the <laughs> plot, but they had no comedy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, just come up with something. I don't know. Call him gay or something. That's yeah, funny. that's hilarious. Yeah. No, no one thinks that's, <laughs> I don't know. I get it. Like, in, it, it's maybe. Bad. I can I can understand that like in the '90s, in like a dude bro comedy, like that could be a punchline. It was still a bad punchline. It wasn't at the, the punchline in the first chapter. To be fair, it was or wasn't. Wasn't wasn't. Yeah, like, there it was. was there was better humor in the first one. There was better humor, but like they did also make fun of him. Oh for right, right. Saying he was he liked men. It's just it's so. I don't know. It's like we're really past this point. Like, yeah. obviously, when you watch that, when you watch movies from, like, the 80s or 90s now that make those jokes, it's, like, that's kind of cringy that everyone thought it was funny. But if you're doing it in 2015, you're just, like, willfully ignorant. And it's, like... David Spade. I know. It's just... It's, like, man, you're really stuck in the past. Like... Yeah, really. Clawing your way to try to be relevant again. Like, this is painful. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, he, he meets his guardian angels. Guardian angel tells him he has a lesson to learn. He sees his wife is kind of coked up and, and a mess now. And he doesn't learn. He he thinks she still needs him to be rich and successful. And he, and they're like, you haven't learned your lesson. And then for no reason, he realizes, oh, the lesson the whole time was I should just be happy being who I am because my family already loved me as I am. Because this is very, it's a wonderful life. The, of course, they call it out. Yeah, they and they, go, they oh. literally say it. Yeah. And then they're like, you've learned your lesson. And he goes back to the real world, where he just passed out in the RV like Wizard of Oz. And he wakes up and his family is happy to see him. But maybe the whole thing was real because... because In the past, he buried some comic books? Some old comic books to try to make money. And he finds the buried comic books from his his past adventure. Here's the problem with that, Max. Yeah. Everything about the past 
timeline is so messy and makes no sense. They didn't even have it worked out. I don't think they cared. (laughs) But think about this. When he's on the bench, right? He says, my daughter's always loved when I turned over and made the moo noise because he gets his kidneys stolen at one point and they leave like one of those cans where when But that's in the dream. I understand. But why even in the dream? He hadn't seen his daughters since... So, yeah, that that line doesn't make sense. Before the surgery. So none of it... None of it makes sense at all. Also, the whole bench framing device is within the dream. So really, the only real framing device is the radio host. This movie's a mess. But also, the radio host isn't real as well. Oh, because he's in the dream. Because he's in the dream at one point, and David Spade's next to him. This movie doesn't work on any level. It's not funny. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have the, the driving story that you care at all about from the first one. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, it's genuinely really awful, movie. and I was miserable the whole time. Yeah. It's not quite Coneheads bad, where it made me like question everything. There were some entertainingly bad parts. Yeah. Like, of course, the Thug the Life. The Thug Life thing. was so funny. There were some parts. Not in intentionally. Yeah. Uh, let's give it ratings. Zero. Zero on every... every everything. <laughs> every scale. Everything zero. Uh, it's it's entertaining enough if you like terrible, terrible movies, I feel. I think it's really hard to sit through, even if you like bad movies. Yeah. It's really difficult. Well, that's that's the Sandler films, but you gotta find the gold in the rough with these, you know? This one had very little gold for the amount of rough you had to sit through. I think the thug, the thug life meme... Yeah. It's worth it. It's it's weird <laughs> because, like, I I don't know, it, it doesn't even look good. Like, it looks like the budget was, like, $8. Yeah, really. Like, the first one looks not bad. There's and the some music's cool wrong, shots. too. They play, like, organ music. Yeah, they play, like, synths. Yeah. It's... It's weird. I don't watch it. No, don't Pretend watch it. it doesn't exist. Yep. Wipe it from your brain. I wish I could. It sucks. Don't watch Joe Dirt. Words of wisdom from Jeremy Conte. Uh, yeah. Let's uh let's let's jump to trivia. Hit me with the trivia. Okay, theme. all right. I have some great trivia for Joe Dirt. Did you one. give the pause for the trivia theme? No. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. How long have we been doing this, Max? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do it. Okay, trivia for Joe Dirt 1. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, two very interesting pieces of trivia. Yeah, I want to hear them because you told me you had good stuff, so I didn't look it up. Yes. So, uh, at one point in Joe Dirt, he gets a list of names that could possibly be his parents of people who were on the tour bus. Right. And when he's reading the names on the list, those names are the exact same names that are called up by the teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. So that's that's a pretty cool thing. I like that because I like Joe Dirt 1, but I know if Joe Dirt 2 did it, I'd be like, shut up, Joe Dirt 2. Yeah, yeah. You're not clever. But Joe Dirt 1, you can... You can yeah, okay, good I job, Joe Dirt 1. Oh, that's, little that's a wink, little reference. Little wink and a nod. Yeah, yeah. And the next little uh, little Easter egg of Joe Dirt is when the hot air balloon shaped like a tooth. Remember that? Oh, God. I Yeah, I do. <laughs> it, it comes off of a building. Um, there's a sign that says Scotch Oil on it. Yeah. And Scotch Oil was the name of David Spade's friends, sorry, was the name of Chris Farley's family oil business in Wisconsin. Wow. So that's a little reference right there. That's interesting. Cool. And then, and then the best piece of trivia. Yeah, hit me with it. On November 29th, 2000, Spade was attacked in his home. Oh, I read this. When he was, there's more to it. <laughs> okay. He was attacked in his home by his assistant, David Warren Skippy Malloy, while he was sleeping. Yeah, I, I read this. Yeah. yeah. Malloy physically attacked Spade and used a stun gun on him after breaking into Spade's home in the early morning. This is terrifying. I feel bad for David Spade yeah. that this happened to him. That's rough. Spade stated he managed to get away from Malloy, run to his bedroom, grab his gun, and defend himself by locking himself in the bathroom armed with a shotgun. Yep. 
the reason that his assistant did this to him yeah. is because he was not cast in Joe Dirt 1. What? Yeah. No way. <laughs> he said he was going to cast him in Joe Dirt 1, and he didn't. And so he was like, I'm going to kill you? Yeah, he's... So he went to his house wow. and tried to murder him. Oh my god. Over Joe Dirt. Imagine that. I mean, it is great. Joe Dirt 1, fantastic, compared to Joe yeah. Dirt 2. That's insane. <laughs> so I can't that, believe that. That might be one of the craziest pieces of trivia we have. Wow. Yeah. So over this movie, David Spade was nearly murdered in his sleep. Wow. Uh, I don't have a lot of good trivia on Joe Dirt 2. Um, but I just do have some interesting stuff because I looked at IMDb at the Goofs page. Yeah. Because I just wanted to, like, read some stuff. And it seems like people, all the goofs that users have left are stupid. Because, the like, it doesn't, like, they're wrong. They're not goofs. Or, like, they're, let me just read one yeah, of them. Yeah, let, let's see. Give me an example. So, Joe meets Galinda on the bench in present day, then recalls his story. In this story, he ends his journey and meets her for the for- first time as the story is in his past, finding out that she is a guardian angel. He recognizes her as the woman on the bench, but as this was the first time he had met her, he should have recognized her at the start of the movie as the guardian angel from the past. No, that's not true. Because the, the, the bench is before comes, the guardian angel stuff. Yeah, so they're wrong. So you're wrong. But I see how you could be confused because this movie's stupid and it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, two. When Joe... When, when, Mama. When Joe goes to the bathroom on the plane, he gets stuck in the toilet. As he sits down, the toilet makes a flushing suction sound, but his hand never touches the button to flush. Wow. That's incredible. Three. This is what I, <laughs> what I promise. <laughs> no, these are great. When Clem, who is uh, Christopher Walken, the mob boss, oh, yes. is about to have Joe Dirt whacked, Joe reveals the winners of 1977's Daytona 500. He decides to befriend Joe in hopes that his future predictions of the race winners are correct and true. Since Joe was mostly homeless his whole life, he wouldn't have been able to predict all those future NASCAR races. <laughs> oh, what? What kind of goof is that? That doesn't make sense. Like, Who put have... these in? Who took the time know. to type these in? They... Yeah, you, you really thought you got them with that one. It might be the audience for Joe Dirt 2. Zero of two users found that interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was really That's dumb. That's some awesome trivia. That's the best one. There's, there's the Joe Dirt trivia. Wow. Hit that Google Reviews theme. Let's do it. Uh, okay. So here's her review from Nelson. Boy, I'll have you know, this was the best movie I ever did see. So morning, y'all. I always say morning instead of good morning. Because if it was a good morning, I would be fishing or riding in my truck. This movie made me crack up like one of those pistachio nuts. Ha 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 Best movie ever. It is so hilarious. I can relate to Joe's life. That's great. That's, that's an awesome review. I love that. Who wrote that? Aaron Sorkin? Oh my god. No, that's Nelson. Beautiful. Nelson. <laughs> that's on par with that Joker review that's just like, this happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. That's so good. I've, I've got a Joe, a Joe Dirt 2 Beautiful Loser review. Yes, let's hear uh, it. This review is from 22KPR KPAR1X Cyberdyne. He's a legend in the reviewing world. He said... Never heard JD2 came out. Got the two DVD set at Walmart for three seventy four. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy, on the deal. It is a big. It is a bit adult vulgar. Not that great, but worth watching during Corona. Three stars. Everyone's 
Sorry. Everyone is so old, but Brandy is still hot as a buttered biscuit. Woo, Lord! <laughs> Thank you, Cyberdyne. Awesome. I love all these reviews have, like, a southern... What did you say? Southern Sorry, accent or whatever to them. Southern? Southern. Do you mean southern? You know, southern. Okay. S-O-U, sow, come on. Pretty sure it's southern. I always say southern. That's weird. You're a freak. Oh, well. Ladies. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Ladies, you want to hear me say southern? <laughs> well, that was Google reviews. I think we got some good ones there. I'm, I'm happy with those. Yeah, those are awesome reviews. All right. Is it Sam Sandler time? Yes. Hit the theme. Uh, first piece of news today, Crude 2, Crude's, the Crude's 2, Crude 2, <laughs> the Crude's 2 opened in cinemas and limited release, uh, because, you know, why would you go see a movie right now when people yeah. are dying? Uh, it's, the Crude's 2 New Age is out in theaters if you're looking for a, a new film to watch so you can die. Uh, so you can die? Well, oh, yeah, go, yeah. If you go true. see it in theaters. <laughs> You know, get Corona. Apparently, uh, audiences didn't care, though. Audiences didn't care because The Croods 2 is on track to beat Tenet's opening weekend at the box office. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. <laughs> I love that fact. That is so funny to me. That is really funny. I hated Tenet when I watched it this year. <laughs> you fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I was so not into it. Yeah. I think that's hilarious that Christopher Nolan is like, We need to release my movie. I need to save the cinemas. Everyone will come out to support my movie. And then it made like 80 and 80 bucks yeah maybe 80, 80 bucks <laughs> my buddy eric saw it <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know not many people wanting to go see it crudes 2 that's what's bringing the people back oh yeah yo yo you hear crudes 2 new age i'm is amazed crudes 2 is making this much money shout out it's got like an 85 on rotten tomatoes <laughs> oh my god shout out crudes 2 the little underdog yeah, that could saving nicholas cage's career congrats crudes 2 next uh we got another piece oh yeah 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 uh, I don't know if anyone has seen this. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog, the live-action film, released some footage and behind-the-scenes photo this week. And it's it's like a Lovecraftian nightmare. The, 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 <laughs> the behind-the-scenes pictures are so scary. Yeah. The one, the, the like, stand-in they're using for Clifford is, like, this giant red <laughs> abomination. What can we tell people to look up to find this picture? I just look up Clifford BTS. Is there a, is there a BTS song called Clifford? That would be funny. Maybe. I guess just look up Clifford behind the scenes. Yeah, or you'll BTS find or whatever. It. You'll it, find it'll pop it. up. You'll know what we're talking about. It looks like a demon skeleton dog. <laughs> <It's> so <funny. laughs> also, Standing next to the human actors. Also, I don't want to get in on uh, on criticizing uh, Clifford too much, but you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do it. In mm. the trailer for the movie, Clifford is like sizably larger than the other dogs. That is the point of Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> That's that astute observation. <laughs> Thank you. I really. <laughs> <laughs> That's our trivia for Clifford. <laughs> that one took me a while to piece together. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I Clifford is bigger, but. He's like a puppy. Like the dog that plays him is clearly a puppy. Yeah, that's right. Well, they need dog. to make him cute so the audience is. But by in merge. Clifford lore, and I researched this to double check to make sure because I saw it in a tweet and it sounded right, and it is true. Clifford yeah. lore, he was a normal sized puppy, but then when he grew into his yeah, full sized right, dog, right. he became large. So they made Clifford thick too young. That's what's. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Clifford too thick too young. Yeah. Uh, get that trending. It's the name of the sequel, Clifford too. <laughs> 
too thick. I I am not excited for this movie. It's probably gonna be garbage. But you it know, maybe it'll, I I used to watch Clifford. Maybe they'll surprise us. You know, I love warm-hearted kids movies like Paddington. Uh, so let's hope it's more mm-hmm. Paddington and less say Marmaduke. But we'll see. Or Tom and Jerry. I haven't seen the trailer for Tom and Jerry. Does it look good? Tell us about it. Yeah, it looks like it came out in like 2002. Great. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Super excited for that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Kevin James has a new Netflix show coming out that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, on the we podcast. didn't talk about that. No, we didn't talk about yeah. the crew. The crudes too. No, <laughs> the, I the wish. Crude. The crew is a Kevin James NASCAR Happy Madison co-production, where Kevin James runs a pit crew for a NASCAR team, and I'm really excited. I can already picture it in my head. I know exactly what it's yeah. going to oh, be. Yeah. Oh, this is it's the most predictable show of all time. It's absolutely. a ten episode sitcom. You're gonna have some. Yeah, I, I get. I bet we're gonna have some zany characters. In the yep. pit crew, we're gonna have an old timer who thinks he knows better than Kevin James. It's like the crazy old timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have the young upstart who's who's so idealistic. The love interest. The love for interest. Kevin James. Yeah, love interest for Kevin James probably gonna be an opposing pit crew. Let's not lie to ourselves. Mm. But there's gonna be two young people with a love interest on the show because Kevin James is like the mentor. Right. Like right, a Jim and right. Pam kind of. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited. Let's watch the crew. Yeah. We're gonna have to watch it for this show. Oh, I can't wait to watch the crew. We're going to watch it all in one week, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, God. To, it's like 10 episodes, isn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to be? That should, that should be. Fun. So look forward to the crew uh, racing on to streaming services <laughs> February 2021, I think it is. I don't know. It's soon. It's coming yeah. up. I'm excited. There's a great motion poster on Twitter if you can find it. Can't wait for that. Do we have any more movie news to discuss? No. Oh, boy. This is a short episode. Yeah. Wait, how, how much... I'm probably at like 32 oh, minutes. 35. No, bro, that's not right. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm fine with this because we're not going to over talk because we don't have anything to talk about. Uh, yeah. The one thing I want to say is uh, write into us if you want us to watch the Princess Switch because I'm trying to convince Max no. to do no. a Princess No. To do a Princess Switch. No, actually, switch. don't write in. I don't I care about do the. the Switch like, it's not even gonna be, It's not even going to be funny. I want to do a Princess Switch double feature. No. For the podcast. No. Uh, so, we'll, anyways, time to spin the wheel. What? Just kidding. Just kidding. The wheel's gone. Oh my god, it left. The wheel took a break. And also we took the a wheels, break. It, the wheel's kind of been burning out lately. We and... we haven't been happy with the wheel because it gave us four double features in a row, I think. I'm exhausted mm-hmm. of, of watching all this content. Yeah. So we're taking a break from the wheel deciding our fate. Uh, just for one one special episode next week. That's right. We're gonna we've, let... We picked a special movie that we, we chose. Mm-hmm. Max, you wanna you wanna? Well, let's say we didn't choose it. Let's say the holiday spirit chose it for us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are watching Eight Crazy Nights, the Adam Sandler animated film about Hanukkah. If you're this not is familiar, first animated film. Is it his only that he's produced? I know, but that he's produced. Oh, did he produce this? Yeah, it's like fully. It's based on the Hanukkah song, which is like his first like oh, big I didn't thing even know on SNL. Yeah, this is the Hanukkah movie. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Oh my god, I just looked up something. What? Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider plays two plays two characters in this movie. <laughs> he is the narrator. Oh. And he plays a Chinese waiter, which I'm sure will be The character name is Chinese Waiter. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure that will be this is gonna end awesome. with respect and, you know, cultural sensitivity. I don't think there's going to be anything wrong with it, knowing our good old pal Rob Schneider. No, this will be great. Oh, also one one final note. I need to issue an apology to Adam Sandler's wife, because I called her the wrong name for like three weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. She's not jo- Jennifer Schwalbach. That's Kevin That's Kevin Smith's wife. 
Her name's J- Jackie Sandler. My bad. Uh, Doesn't sound like a real person. But Jack and Jill. Exactly. She's named after Jack and Jill. Look forward to our eight crazy nights review next week as we get into the holiday spirit. It the will Hanukkah be the sem- spirit. The holo- the hon- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just rebooted. So light those candles, gamers. Not all at once, I don't think. I don't think you're supposed to do that. We need to do some research on Hanukkah before we you, it's the go anywhere. It's the crazy nights of Hanukkah. Yeah. You light a candle every night. I think. I'm really excited. You spin your dreidel. Let's be careful. That's what I sang songs about <laughs> Max, spinning I'm getting, as a child. I, I think you're I think you're tiptoeing on some thin ice. Okay, all right. Anyways, <laughs> I'm excited. Yep. Uh, Can't wait for that. We'll see you guys next week. It's gonna be December. Maybe it'll be a little winter spirit. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have a little wintry theme going some on. Jingle bells. Some jingle bells. Uh, so yeah. Thank you so much. <clears throat> oh god. Oh my god. Are you dying? Yeah. Okay, well, we better end it fast before you pass away. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sailor Files. <laughs> Jeremy, no. I've been Jeremy Conte. And I've been Max Dreesen. If you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at The Sailor Files. I'm at jconte1 on Instagram. And I'm at MaxTracks2001 on Instagram. That's tracks with an X, just like his name, Max. It's very clever. It's, I'm so smart, guys. Dude, you're so funny. Can we hit, like, a million likes on this episode, please, just because of how smart I am? Yes. Thank you. Okay, okay, we'll see you guys next week with Eight Crazy Nights. Please don't watch Joe Dirt and stay safe. Bye-bye. Yeah.